0: This is an encore edition of the Hour of Intercession.
1: Everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. to Timothy a beloved son, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith, ...that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded, is in you also. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel... According to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles." For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Verses 1-12, twelve, Second Timothy chapter 1. Father, we thank you, Lord, in a special way during this season. We thank you for the gift of mothers and motherhood and thank you for the many ways that our mothers bless us in so, so many ways. Father, we pray a special A blessing upon every mom listening today, Father. Flood their lives with joy, peace, and grace today. Quicken each of them spiritually, physically, mentally. Flood the mothers of our world with a greater portion of your joy, peace, and grace. And help us, Lord, to pray much for our moms. Pray for the ministry of mothers and motherhood. And pray that you would raise up, pray more and more, that more and more godly women be raised up to be the godly moms you would have them to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson, our producer, is going to lead us in prayer at this time. Father, we come today with grateful hearts that we can even approach your throne, that we can come before you and that you listen to us. We recognize it's because of being clothed in the righteousness of your Son, Jesus Christ, the one who died a terrible death on the cross. Father, we're thankful to know that you are our rock of strength today, a stronghold to save us as it says in Psalm 31. You are our rock and our fortress, and you will lead and you will guide us. What a hope we have today, not as we look at our circumstances or look at our own abilities, but as we look at you and lean on you and depend on you. Help us to do that more and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to continue to remind you that The American Family Association has announced its third annual Marriage Family Life 2023 conference that's to take place here in Tupelo, Mississippi. The dates are July 6th through the 8th, and it will be at the Cadence Bank Arena here in Tupelo, Mississippi. It's two conferences in one. Marriage Family Life 23 includes a youth apologetics track for youth ages 4 to 17. The cost is $75 per person for adults children, $50 per child, ages 4 to 17. If you're wanting information, vendor information, uh, just get in touch with us, and you can go for more information to MarriageFamilyLife.net. Again, that's MarriageFamilyLife.net. Or if you'd like to register, and of course, the uh, deadline for registration is coming up very, very soon, so we encourage you to register now. Again, go to MarriageFamilyLife.net. Again, that's MarriageFamilyLife.net. The theme for this year is For His Glory Alone. And at the core, Marriage and Family Life Conference is designed to be a God-glorifying tool that encourages you, the believer and believers of all ages, to stand firm on their biblical beliefs while being tested and pressured by the world to remain silent about their faith. So hope that you will choose to come and be a part of our upcoming Marriage Family Life Conference again. Go to marriagefamilylife.net for more information or to register. Again, MarriageFamilyLife.net. Hope to see you there. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Today we're looking at the topic, A Mother's Heart. And to begin with, we're going to be sharing uh, one or two articles. And, uh, of course, as usual, we encourage you to email us. My email, joseph at afr.net, to get a copy of the articles. Because, again, remember, they're discipleship tools, tools for you to have both for you and your own family, but also tools we're encouraging you to forward and share, make hard copies of as well, to share with others as well. hope that you'll do that. This first article is entitled, A Praying Mother. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 27 to 28. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord so they worshiped the Lord there. Again, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 27 through 28. A faithful Christian mother will seek to carry her children in at least three places. Number one, in her womb. Number two, in her heart. And number three, in her prayers. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, we find a touching, moving, and very insightful story of a young wife that wanted to be a mother. She simply had a desire, a dream to be the mother of a little boy. Initially, she cried and fretted over her, over being childless. Then she did, she did something very wise. She took time to go sincerely to God in prayer, and she prayed for the desire of her heart. She let God know that if he would give her a son, she would dedicate his life back to him. That was a very wise thing to do. God heard the prayer And he gave her what she requested He gave her a son Hannah then kept her word She dedicated her son to God This short yet powerful story of a young wife and mother named Hannah Has many life lessons in it for all believers One of the very important lessons is that there's great power in the prayers of a Christian mother And a parent period For and over her children It is both important for a Christian mother to pray for her children before they're conceived, while the child is in the womb, when the child is born, when he or she is a toddler, when the child is in elementary school, middle school, definitely in high school, and when she or he goes to college. Don't make the big big mistake of thinking that your job is over when they graduate from high school or college, though. You're just getting started. When is a mother's or a parent's job of praying for their child over? When one of you goes to heaven. Mothers, be mindful that the job of praying for your children is a lifelong responsibility. And of course, no one can pray for your child as you can. And here's a poem again, an anonymous poem, that is, we don't know the author, but it's it's entitled, A Mother's Blanket of Prayer. When you were young and it was cold outside, with a blanket, I covered you with care. Now that you are older and the world is much colder, I now cover you with a blanket of prayer. Again, author unknown. The next article is entitled, Life, Pregnancy, and Motherhood. Again, Life, Pregnancy, and Motherhood. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. 1 Samuel 1, 27 and 28. Three unique stories of life, pregnancy and motherhood are found in the word of God under very unique and interesting circumstances. Hannah, Elizabeth and Mary are three women from the Old or New Testaments of the Bible who each became mothers through unique circumstances. The story of Hannah is found in 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2. Hannah was a young wife who had a great desire to be the mother of a little boy. She was barren until after praying committing her son to the Lord, and the Lord blessed her to conceive and birth a son. Elizabeth's story is found in Luke chapter 1. Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah, had prayed for a child for a long time, and after many years the Lord blessed them with a son. And she did become... When she did become pregnant, it was at an age that people would clearly consider her pregnancy as miraculous. Mary was a young virgin who was betrothed to a man named Joseph. Her story is found largely in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. Yet before the consummation of their marriage, the angel of the Lord appeared to her and announced that she would be the mother of the Messiah. She was soon found to be with child by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit of God before she was married. In Luke chapter 1, Mary responded by giving God great praise and thanksgiving for the blessing and honor of the responsibility given to her. There were other women in, in Scripture who longed to be mothers or treasured being a mother. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, to name a few. A question that one might ask is this, why does any woman wish to be a mother? Mothers typically have to give so much of themselves to one or more children. They will typically sacrifice much of their time, strength, and attention on their children. Obviously, during pregnancy, there can be much discomfort, inconvenience, and sacrifice by the mom in order to see after the well-being of the baby. Her child during and after pregnancy will be the focus of much of her time and attention. And this may be true for around 18 years or so of her life to begin with. It seems that sacrificial giving of oneself is just part of being a mother. Interestingly, though, Naomi in the book of Ruth speaks of her daughter's-in-law as finding rest each in the house of a husband. Ruth chapter 1 verse 9. Since when does a mother find, quote-unquote, rest in her home with a husband and a number of children? It seems that Naomi is not so much talking about rest for her physical body, She's referring more so to rest as a sense of fulfillment and contentment, as being a wife and mother of children. There's definitely a sense of fulfillment for many women when they're blessed with certain gifts that only God can give. Some of those gifts are marriage, pregnancy, and motherhood. Without question, we see in God's Word that many women long to bear children, long to be mothers, and often desire to have an abundance of children. Genesis Genesis 29 and 30. Tragically, we live in a world and a culture where many do not value these precious gifts from God. Sadly, some people don't seem to place much value on them at all. In fact, some people would say that pregnancy and motherhood are a burden and an inconvenience. People who support abortion will often have and encourage this kind of attitude. Abortion is a major tragedy that is at war with the reality of pregnancy and motherhood. It strikes against almost everything that is life, including pregnancy and motherhood. It destroys pregnancy along with the baby. Sadly, sometimes physically, emotionally, or otherwise, it may destroy the mother as well. Why would anyone be unwise enough to destroy that which God creates? There are so many women who long to be pregnant and have a baby but have not been able to. Certainly there are many mothers who are mothers through adoption, which is certainly a wonderful thing. Becoming a mother through adoption is also a gift from God. As we take time to pray for and honor our mothers during this season, let's also take time to honor God who gave us mothers. And may we also recognize, honor, and cherish the gifts of God, the gifts God has entrusted to them: life, pregnancy, and motherhood. Again, the title of the article: Life, Pregnancy, and Motherhood. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph.com at AFR.net. We'd be glad to get it to you. Again, that email, Joseph at AFR.net. Father, thank you for the gift of all of our moms. Anoint them afresh with the spirit of joy today. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We'll be right back. Dunson Oyakan with Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, a mother's heart, and sharing insights uh, and wisdom about moms and looking now specifically in the Word of God for wisdom, grace, and powerful encouragement for moms as, as well as insight from the Word of God. Again, to begin with at this point, Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. Again, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 56. Then looking in the gospel of Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 41. Again, Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 41. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the unique and the blessed ministry that mothers have with each of their children. Thank you for the opportunity every mother has of being able to pray for their children in a way that no one else quite can, the same way the mother does. Father, anoint every mom listening and anoint all of our Christian mothers with a fresh anointing of the spirit of prayer to pray, period, but to pray wisely, fruitfully, and effectively for her children. Father, empower every mom to be the praying mom you would have her to be. Empower the church as a whole to being the praying church Praying much more for our young people And Lord help us to know Lord that so much can be accomplished As we take prayer serious Thank you for us as the church Thank you for us as a nation Help us as the church and as a nation to put you first Help us to make no graven images Help us Lord to not take your name in vain Help us Lord to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy Help us Lord to honor our fathers and our mothers Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Looking now in the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Again, 1 Samuel chapter 1, starting at verse 1. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah the son of Jerohim, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hopni and Phineas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, "O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head." And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, "Because I asked for him from because I asked for him from the Lord." Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned. Then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls, one ephah of flour and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, "O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I'm the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord for this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him therefore I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives he shall be lent to the Lord so they worshiped the Lord there 1 Samuel chapter 2 and Hannah prayed and said my heart rejoices in the Lord my horn is exalted in the Lord I smile at my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. Nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken. And those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. And the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven. And she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went to his house at Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. Again, verses 1 through 11, 1 Samuel chapter 2. Father, thank you once again for the many and powerful insights and wisdom and lessons we can draw from this powerful story of Hannah, a young young woman, a young wife, who simply desired to be the mother of a little boy. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have of being able to bring our desires, our needs, our concerns before you in prayer. And thank you, Lord, for the process whereby as we pray and believe you, Lord, that by your grace, Lord, many of the desires of our hearts can be birthed through prayer. But not only that, that many of the desires of your heart are birthed through prayer as well. Teach us and empower us to be a praying church, the praying church you'd have us to be. Help us to know, Lord, that so many good things come into the earth as we, your people, birth them through our prayer lives. Empower us to be a church that understands the need for us to pray without ceasing. And Lord, teach us how to pray without ceasing and empower us to be a church that's doing that faithfully, Boldly, with great expectation, that you'll hear and answer our every prayer. Thank you for that opportunity, and Father, anoint us in a special way, as moms, but as parents, period, to be the praying parents you'd have us to be. Help us to recognize, Lord, that all of our lives will have a unique power and blessing of being able to pray for, encourage, and minister to our children in prayer. Guide us so that day, day by day, will more fulfill more fully fulfill that calling. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. You're listening to the Hour of As today. We're looking at the topic, A Mother's Heart. We'll be right back. from Elevation Worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic of Mother's Heart and focusing on passages in the Word of God that focus on the wisdom, grace, and ministry of mothers. We're picking up now in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31, beginning at verse 1. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. What my son, and what son of my womb, and what son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, nor nor your ways, to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless, in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From From her profits she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength And strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. And her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff. And her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. For all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household. And does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Verses 1 through 31, Proverbs chapter 31. Father, thank you, Lord, for the wisdom of this mother to sit down and talk to her son about what kind of king he should be, what kind of man he should be, what kind of individual who is to live for your glory that you would have him to be. Father, anoint all of our moms, anoint all of us more and more as parents to be wise enough to counsel our children as this wise, godly mom counseled her son. Help us to be mindful that Yes, we need to counsel our children about the importance of making wise decisions and help us to be wise enough to do that. Help us to be wise enough to teach them about relationships and sexuality from a Bible perspective. Help us to be wise enough to teach our children to seek to be, to seek to walk in wisdom in every area of life. Help us to know, Lord, that much instruction should flow from the mouth of a mom or a dad into the lives of their children. And help us as parents to never be discouraged, just because sometimes it may not appear that the children are listening. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that they're listening so much more than often we realize. Thank you for the opportunity for us as parents to teach our children your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Looking now in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 15. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him, but if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives, and said to them, why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was, because the midwives feared God, that he provided households for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Exodus chapter 2. And a man of the house of Levi went and took his wife, a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months, but when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, because I drew him out of the water. Verses 1 through 10, Exodus chapter 2. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as today we're looking at the topic of mother's heart. And here in these two passages, interesting to note that verses 15 to 22 in exodus 1 and then verses 1 to 10 in exodus chapter 2 we see how that god used the lives of at least five different women um who it appears most if not all of them at some point in time did become mothers themselves but he used five different women and probably mothers specifically to save the life of a little baby boy named moses and we see again the compassion of the women ship Pua, who realized these Beautiful little boys were too beautiful To be destroyed and they refused to Destroy them again the grace the Wisdom and the, the mercy Of God at work in the heart and the life of each of These midwives who again it eventually Obviously did become mothers themselves But even in chapter 2 A Pharaoh's daughter who Had compassion on a Hebrew Little Hebrew baby boy And Pharaoh's daughter and Miriam Moses', Moses uh, sister Who also she too Helped to see to it that uh, Moses could live and went and got Moses' own mom to help take care of uh, her little baby brother and take him, who got a chance to take care of her own child. And of course, Moses' mom, Jacobed, who probably, now scripture doesn't say that she prayed, but probably prayed somehow or another that God would bring her little baby boy back to her. And God did bring her little boy back to her. Not only did she get to have her boy back. She got paid by the daughter of the Pharaoh to take care of her own little baby boy. Only God could do a thing like that. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful and the powerful and the grace-filled story of Moses and, and how you show us how that you used these five different women to help preserve the life of a precious little boy by the name of Moses. Father, thank you once again for the Ministry of Mothers Thank you for the opportunity mothers and and fathers have of discipling our children. Father, more and more, help us to be wise enough to know that as parents, our job is to seek you for wisdom, guidance, and grace in knowing how to to take care of, protect, watch over, and instruct and guide our children in following you. Help us, Lord, more and more as, as parents, mothers, and fathers, to make discipling our children the high priority that you would have it to be. Help us to know, Lord, that it's our job to do what we can to help each of our children come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and then you call us to help them to become disciples, that they can grow up to become the warriors you'd have them to be, believers who know how to read and meditate on your Word on your Word daily, believers that know how to pray and seek you in prayer daily, and believers that know how to walk out their faith, believers that know how to walk in love and reach out to a world that desperately needs the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are able to give to them and share with them. Lord, help us to be about your business every day and being diligent and faithful in doing the work of discipleship everywhere you'd have us to, beginning in our own homes. More and more, teach us and empower us to be wise stewards of this great responsibility the way you'd have us to do. We thank you and praise you for this privilege. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. And I want to mention once again, if you'd like to get copies of the articles we read earlier, the two articles that we shared earlier were entitled, the first article was entitled, A Praying Mother, and the second article was entitled, Life, Pregnancy, and Motherhood. If you'd like to get copies of one or both of them, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them with you. Remember, they're meant to be resource, discipleship resources, for you and your family to use, as well as for you to pass on and share with others as you and I do ministry together in the work of the building of God's kingdom. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you have never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day, a wonderful day to make that all-important step. If you'd like to Invite Christ into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with us right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into the world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Uh, We'd like to be in touch with you by way of email and share with you some resources and and spiritual insight information that can help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Discipleship resources that are meant to help you grow in your prayer life, grow in your study of the Word of God, and grow in your walking out your life as a new believer. Again, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. And Once again, if you'd like to get copies of the articles we shared, the first article, praying mother and the second article life pregnancy and motherhood again same email simply email us and request those articles joseph at afr.net we'd be glad to share them with you again joseph at afr.net thanks for listening join us again next time for the hour of intercession